Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oil pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. 15 locations in Edmonton for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. An extra 15 minutes on Stoffer and Spectre for... Horse Racing Alberta. Again, live thoroughbred racing coming up at Century Mile this spring. Hey, Speck, you yeah. you decided to join us. Let me just turn your uh, mic back on. There you go. You've, you've asked to stay an extra 50 minutes. Normally, it's me asking. You wanted to discuss one more thing. So, I, you know, there was this perception out there regarding the old boys club yep. and the input they had. Nicholson referred to it in his yep. press conference. Right, and the input they had on the team. And I personally... You know, again, people hear from me, well, you work for the organization, we can't trust you on that. And I don't believe that Shirelli had a huge push coming from any of those guys. And you wanted to continue down that path, so well, go for it. I question, like, first of all, when does perception become reality? Uh, Bob Nicholson said behind the podium that he hears it all the time Yeah, about the old boys club. It's a narrative that's resurfaced as the team has floundered over the last year and a half. We didn't hear it as much when the team won 47 games and had 103 points a couple of years ago. We didn't hear anything. I just saw a thing that Dave Staples ran. They did a journal poll after that season, and the, the fans were 98% in favor of Chiarelli. But they had 103 points. Of course they were. Right. So, you know, what? that's what you call time stamping a story, right? Find a story from that day, and it's going to be positive. Yeah. Get it. But... I, Mark, I want you to know, I did have texters to the show and guys that would tweet at me. They didn't like the Hall trade, and they were concerned the direction. They said they can't continue to downgrade skill level on the team, and then a couple more decisions were made. That so I want you to know well, that there were the naysayers out there, but there are the naysayers on everything. Well, you know, so the question becomes, like, I we get it. Kevin Lowe's been on the business side for some time. He's not making hockey decisions. Um Craig McTavish is the, what, Shirelli's second in command. No, Keith Kretzky has been. Well. We're not sure how. The, I'm going off the book. What does the book say? The book says his his name's ahead of Keith Kretzky. There's an assistant GM and an SP Hockey Ops. What does SP stand for? Senior President of Hockey Ops? Yes. Yeah, that and, sounds like he's ahead And that's Mac T. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, let's face it. That's one of the old boys right there. He is making decisions, and he is in charge. I get that Bob Nicholson wants people to realize that Pete Chiarelli, the buck stopped with him, and I believe that it did. But you can't tell me when you've got 
your right-hand man is one of those guys that he's not shaping decisions. Scott Housen falls in that group to me. Is he really an? He's one of the old boys guys. What? He's been around. He's been around this organization through all its failures. I'm not saying they're his fault, but he's been part right. of all of them. Because he was a general manager elsewhere in the league. He sure was. He actually has more players left in Columbus from when he was GM of the team that the Oilers Maybe. have from when the combination of McTavish and Housen were together here. Great. So I don't really care what a guy did in another organization. It's called Oilers now, not Blue Jackets now, right? Okay. So his job here has been as good as everyone else's job they've done here in the last eight, nine years. Okay. You know? Uh, I believe Mark Messier's brother is a pro scout, right? Yes. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul is a pro scout. Who is a former pro player, yes. Okay. You know, another pro player. Another brother of one of the old guys. Okay. You know, so it, it kind of keeps going here, right? And that's why it gets brought up. And and uh, I guess my point becomes, and I'll finish, my point becomes when does perception become reality? Okay. You know, when does it? I actually know people out there that think that Kevin Lowe should have been more involved based upon, they said, Bob, look at Kevin Lowe's trade history. Nope. He always got the plus-plus that Shirelli never got in deals. He, he did. Sure. Take a look at the return that he got for Pronger. Right? Plus, plus. Mm-hmm. We both got walked through that entire sequencing hey, of that trade. Look, we're, I'm not here to, to pick apart one guy's work or one trade. Who's been the best general it's, manager this over is the last 20 years? This is a big picture deal, Bob. Yeah. This is a big picture project. Fair here. enough. It's not one month. It's I not totally, one week, Put it this way, Mark. Deal. I totally understand why right? fans believe, oh, there's still influence. I don't believe for a second they're influencing every decision. Craig McTavish is the second in command. Yeah. How can he not be influencing almost every decision? I don't think he... Influ- He's a right-hand man. I don't think he influenced things as much on the pro side as Dwayne Sutter did. I personally believe that Dwayne Sutter had you a think lot... think so? Of- yep. But that's my perception. Doesn't mean I'm right. Okay, and people say, Stoffer, you're out the lunch, you're an idiot, you work for others. Hey, I get that. I get that that's an argument. I, It's difficult for me to present. It is. It is. By the way, do you recall who hired Dwayne Sutter? <sighs> Steve Tambellini hired him, and Peter Shirelli promoted him. There you go. Because on June 20th, what did you suggest they would do? They would uh, make a move and move some guys out. June 20th of 2015, the Edmonton Oilers fired Maury Garrett, Dave Semenko right. on the pro side, and they fired Stu uh, McGregor and I think Kent Hawley and possibly, uh, what was his name? Uh, Davis, Brad Davis. Brad Davis, yeah. So Semenko, God rest his soul, yeah. was sort of the hammer, no pun intended, for yeah. Maury Garrett. And Davis and Holly were the two strongest of, of Stu's supporters on, two of the strongest supporters for Stu on oh. the amateur side. And Peter came in and, and took those guys out within two months of taking over the I job. Think, I think scouting is, amateur scouting, I can't tell you if you did a good or bad job till what, three, four years after the draft? Sure, that's fair. Okay, pro scouting, a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, so, so to me, you, you look back in the body of work. Don't start to talk to me about one trade here, one okay. month there. So what's the body of the work over the, the last couple of years of on the pro, pro scouting? Side. On yeah. the pro side, it's not very good. Right. Right? It's not very good. That's and, what it and is. And we believe what's the, we believe right now, where are we gearing and where are we structuring on the amateur side? Better than spin? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, sure. Under is it healthier? Under on? Peter Shirelli and the people he's hired to run his amateur side, I think they're better. They're certainly better at drafting, in my opinion. Okay. And uh, frankly, the only time the development starts to uh, get questionable is once the guys get around here in Edmonton. Like I, I'll make it plain. 
I can't say that they're developing Jesse Pujarvi very well because he's in the NHL when he should be in the A. We're right. not going to have this argument again because we have it every week. Same with Kyler Yamamoto. Oh, I, I'm fine with Yamamoto being you know, down there. But I like the job. The guys that spend some time now in Bakersfield, they come up ready. Yeah. Generally speaking, they come up ready. So it's the guy that's getting picked out of uh, someone else's organization as a good solid pro that shows up here, and we are generally on many times disappointed with what we're getting here. You are getting players that are on waivers. There's reason why they're on waivers. Well, don't take them. They're past their expiration date. Why with are you other, taking them? Right? They, right. They're you're not, right. You get placed on waivers because you're not good enough to play in the NHL team for that organization, uh, Manning and you're no waivers. longer in... And, Spooner wasn't on waivers. No, they, they traded for those guys. Right. And that's part of the reason why he's no longer the GM. Yeah. Right? Now, because, those, because of those moves, public confidence wasn't there with the fan base. I, I would think those decisions aren't made in a total vacuum. You've got pro scouts out looking at those guys. Right. They have filed reports long ago. Right. Like the way it works for the folks out there, when Peter Shirelli thinks, hmm, what about this Spooner cat? I think I know him, but I'll read my guys. He drafted him. He should know Well, him. I know, but I'll read my. It doesn't matter because that was five or six or seven years ago. How's he playing now? I'm going to read the reports of the last several scouts who saw him. Mark, what are those he drafted him in 2010. That? He had him in his organization for five years. Okay. But he's, I think he's not the player today that he was four years ago. He's not even the player today that he was a year ago. All right. That's why I need a recent report from right. my scout who saw him two right. months ago. Yeah. And if that says he can play and he shows up and he can't, I'm phoning that scout and saying, what's going on here? And I think we've seen a lot of that here in Edmonton. Smack, I'm going to see if you can remember this. We're going to bring Brendan Escott in. Here we go. This day in Oilers history, oh, Spec definitely remembers this. It is brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter vacation package with New West Travel. Receive free parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation needs. On this day, 1984, what happened, Brendan Escott? Okay, Bob. Uh, on this day in 1984, the Edmonton Oilers forward Yari Curry scores his 100th point of the season with a hat trick in a 4-2 Oilers win over the Calgary Flames. That was Curry's third straight 100-point season in the NHL, and it came in his 39th game of the season. It's <laughs> pretty good. 39th game, and he was at 100 points. Two and a half points a game. He's averaging. They only okay. Wait a sec here. They only they were only at the 39 game mark. At the Maybe end. he was injured. He must have been injured that he year. He must have lost some games. Yeah, as I recall, it went pretty well for Edmonton in 83-84, didn't it? We're not going there, Bob. That's right, because otherwise we're going to... We're not living in the past. Because Topher's going to text us 639 times to remind yep. us. Uh, Get out of the past, Bob. Yeah. It's about the future. There we go. Hey, Spec, thanks for coming in. <laughs> see you. I won't see you next... I will see you next week. I'll be back. Get uh, the Philly-Montreal back-to-back on uh, Saturday-Sunday. Are you flying through Super Bowl? Uh, probably are. I'm trying to do my best to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, you're flying through Super Bowl. Okay. For the second time in the last three years. <sighs> Who are you taking? Uh, I hate New England. All right, I'll take the Patriots. No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm betting yet because they're going to win. They always win. They didn't win last but year. But I'm cheering against them because I'm just... T- you know what i got to say? I have Who can't have the ultimate respect? How great is that team? Yeah. One of the greatest teams in history of sports, in any sport. Yes. I'm sick of them. I don't like Belichick. I love Brady. But you I'll cheer for the other guys. I'll cheer for the Rams. What the heck? All right. Uh, there you go. Bet you cold beer, Bob. How about that? Oh, well, I won't be paying, but uh, we'll, we'll find somebody to pay for it. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick timeout, come back with the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who I think are leading the way in the Central Division right now of the WHL. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 6.30. Chad. All right, very quickly, I'm going to bang off three quick texts. Uh, Bob, answer this question on our Heartland Ford text line, Heartland Ford out of Fort Saskatchewan. What does Scott Housen do now? Uh, he's primarily in development for the Oilers organization, dealing with the prospects that are not in Bakersfield. I believe he pro-scouts like three teams in the Eastern Conference, close to his uh, Columbus home, and he also takes in NCAA games. Craig McTavish runs the farm team. Okay, um, so he's involved in the procurement of players at that level. He, too, also uh, is involved. I think he's got three teams on the pro scouting side, and uh, McTavish is involved in signing European free agents and NCAA uh, free agents. Um KS says the Mac T must go him and Housen way too freaking long for this. Haas completely disagrees. Haas says, Bob, the orders would be better off with Craig McTavish still as the general manager. Uh, this text comes in. Love Mark Spector's thoughts. He hits all the nails on the head. You can text us at 630-630. This text says it's been too early to tell how the drafting under Peter Shirelli has gone. Uh, let's see how it plays out in the next few years. Not many regular NHLers out of his drafting yet. Uh, so lots of different perspectives on all of this. Um, <laughs> Mark says, Bob and Speck are the best thing going on radio. Bump it up to five days a week. Great banter from Mark. Mark, you got to stop having your cousin text the show here. Uh, Bob, who do you think is under consideration for the GM job? Uh, no one knows more about the Oilers than you do from JN, huge Oilers fan. Uh, some would say that's a complete myth. I think Kelly McCrimmon would make a lot of sense, personally, but there's a lot of good guys out there. There's no wrong su- su- suggestions at this stage. The uh, first-year president GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings is Kurt Hill. He's got his team in first place in the Central Division. He'd be the first to admit, as Kurt joins us right now, that he inherited a decent situation of some pretty good players that were obtained, Kurt, over some difficult past years the last couple of years. True or yeah, false on it? That's true. That's yeah. true for sure, Bob. Yeah, and that's that's part of it. But you've, I mean, you you ran your own draft this past year. Took Dylan Gunther. We're not going to see it. Uh, but you know, you look at the transition with a guy like Ethan Cap, who was struggling as an Oil King, and now seems to have found his way here. Obviously, Matt Robertson was drafted before you got here. Even Jake Neighbors, who's out of your lineup, you made some changes. One of the things you did is you bring in a coach like uh, Brad Lauer, and he seems to be the right tonic for this group right now. Yeah, no, like as I, as I said before, Brad's done a, done a great job with the guys, has instilled the confidence into them, allow guys to play with their means and make mistakes and, and grow as players. So he's done a tremendous job. And, you know, I think we also don't talk about uh, the other coach we brought in a lot too, and Luke Pearson. You know, he's a guy that uh, has been a head coach in the league and and uh, has done a great job with our defensive core and, uh, you know, brought a lot of his experiences to our group as well. So I think coaching staff as a whole has done a tremendous job this year. Uh, I thought maybe you could have deserved a better, fa- a better fate on the weekend against Moose Shaw. They kind of scored on their opportunities. Tristan Lanigan, who's a top-five scoring league, he had a hot stick going. But I thought you guys played all right in that game. Yeah, you know, it was a good game. It was a tight game. It was a playoff-style game. You know, they're, they're a very disciplined game. within their, They play so disciplined within their structure. You know, it's a, a little bit of us being a young team at times still. And You know, they sat and played an easy road game, and at times we felt like we needed to do more than – when we were doing when we were leading the game and a couple turnovers that they capitalized on and then we were starting to chase the game but uh, you know we thought our team played pretty well that night and 
Uh, we probably played better in that night than we did against Prince George the other night, but we got the result we needed the other night, and we didn't against Mushra. Yeah, uh, 2-1 victory over Prince George. Mark Lamb's the GM of that team. He, of course, is a former assistant coach with both the Oilers and the Dallas Stars. Ran swift current for a number of years. Uh, they don't have near the scoring that you guys have. Low-scoring game, but you found a way to work your way through it. Brandon Wheat Kings tonight... Uh, and I'm going to uh, be in town to see you play Prince Albert next week. That's You've got an interesting week. Uh, Brandon's still, uh, you know, they, they've got uh, some good players, Stelio Mateos, uh, who I thought, did he not get traded at one point? What happened there, Kurt? Well, I think there was a deal that was very close to being done with Everett there, but the reports that have come out and uh, there were some issues where they didn't get the, I guess they didn't get the trade in on time and it didn't go through, so uh, that's kind of... That's kind of the rumor, but uh, he's still a weak king right now, and uh, Everett's kind of going along with, with their players still. But they got got a good thing going on there as well. What sort of challenges did Brandon provide for you guys tonight? Well, they're a quick team. They're a skilled team, like you said. They got a they got a really good top six forward group that uh, that can really skate. You know, they they have the ability to put up some big numbers and some big scores. So they're uh, you can't take a team like this lightly because they do have the offense that's there and. Uh, they have, have that group is an experienced group. I haven't been in a playoff map before, so I think this is a, a real big road trip for them coming up here. Um, we're the first first stop on the road trip, so obviously they're going to be looking to get off on the right foot. Uh, our guys need to be ready to go right off the start. All right, uh, and this is a tough week for you. Get the Prince Albert Raiders twice. Yeah, we do, and you know what? You can look at it one or two ways. You can look at it like, geez, we got to play the best team in the country and, and be worried about it, but with our group, it's, you got to take the positive approach and say, hey, these are the kind of games that we want to play. We're, we're going in the right direction and making the playoffs here, and we want to be we want to be playing against the best teams, and we want to be in these tight games and tough situations, and going into PA in Saskatoon this weekend is going to be um, – a huge challenge for our group, but uh, those are the kind of games you want to be playing this time of year. Yeah. Uh, where are you at with Jake Neighbors? Is he going to be back anytime soon? Yeah, Jake's getting close. He's uh, probably he's more down to a day-to-day now, so I don't think he's not going to be in the lineup tonight, but uh, uh, potentially on the weekend, if not uh, early next week there when we host PA here, potentially. All right, Kurt, we appreciate you joining us here on Oilers Now, and good luck to your squad tonight against Brandon. Thanks, Bob, bud. You bet. That's Kurt Hill. He is president general manager of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, Bob, uh, what about Bob Torrey from the Tri-City Americans uh, for the uh, position with the Oilers organization as a GM? Uh, I have a lot of respect personally for Bob Torrey's work. I think he and uh, Peter Anhold are two guys that really know talent in the Western League, but I think he'd want some NHL... uh, uh, I think that you want a guy of NHL experience. You can text us at 630-630. This text comes in. Bob, the problem the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers right now is they need Ethan Bear back in the lineup. Uh, Ethan's had a real good run. He, I think he got a little bit nicked up late in the uh, s- s- final game of the weekend. Uh, Ethan's had a good stretch here for the Bakersfield Condors. I do not think that uh, Ethan Bear is the magic elixir for the Edmonton Oilers. I think getting Clefbaum will help. I'll be intrigued to see uh, what the Edmonton Oilers can do, if anything, uh, regarding maybe a pulstering what they've got uh, with their forwards moving forward here. Coming up tonight, am I the only guy at 630 Chad that didn't take any time off over the last week? Like, what's going on here? Yes, you are. (laughs) Am I? 
Okay, Dave Campbell, Inside Sports guest host. Who's he got on tonight? He has uh, actually from the Canadian women's national hockey team, Rebecca Johnston, um, Eskimos offensive lineman Jacob Ruby, and senior editor and NFL analyst for the Action Network, Chris Rabon. So we'll be teeing up a Super Bowl, no doubt. We had somebody call in. They wanted to ask a question. What was the question? I, I, will I have the answer or not? Uh, probably. I just basically to paraphrase Nathan's question. Uh, if the team's looking for an experienced GM and somebody with some chops, what makes McCrimmon, who has not been an NHL general manager right. before, the leading candidate? Yeah, what I'm saying is you got to have NHL experience in a management role. doesn't mean that he has to be a GM. The Oilers went with a, an experienced GM in Peter Shirelli. Um, I think McCrimmon would fit the market well. But there's others. There's lot. There's no wrong answer to this. Like people have suggested, what about Lawrence Gilman, who's been an assistant GM? Um, others have said, what about Mark Hunter, who's running the London Knights again? These guys are all sure. I mean, and and Mark Hunter had spent time with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Gilman was in Arizona and in Phoenix. Those guys are assistant GMs. Ron Hextall. I might not be quite as big on Ron Hextall, but I don't know a lot about him. I just know that he he built an atypical Philly type of team. Tomorrow, one of our guests will be NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Craig Simpson. Coming up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.